The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation. Well, it was Halloween, and the Raiders choked a sea chicken. You gotta love it. I love it. You love it. We're gonna talk about that victory and more here on Show 289. Well, Raider Nation, you're going to have to listen to me go off. And you know why? Because we need to sell out this motherfucker this weekend. Now, I'm sorry I'm getting right into the F-bombs and and all that because you expect that after a loss, but God bless America. We have an opportunity here to make it to the show. We have a chance to get out of the basement of the AFC West, and our team is fighting tooth and nail They're playing their asses off, and the fans have not shown up. I know it's a bad economy, yada, yada, yada. Shit, man, if you got a birthday coming up, Christmas, Halloween, whatever, use any excuse. Get someone to buy you a ticket, man. Get your ass in the seat and your voice in the air at the Coliseum. We need you, man. Rolando McLean's calling you out, man. He ain't going to say nothing to nobody until we start filling up the fucking house up in here. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming to town, and we got to represent here, man. This is our home. This is our home turf. We got an opportunity to make it to the pinnacle of the AFC West again. After what we've been through in seven years, you guys are sitting on the fucking couch. Come on, man. Now, I ain't kidding around. Get your ass in a seat. If you know anybody who can, get them in a seat. Call everybody you know. Drag the fucking family with you. I don't care. We need to fill the stadium up with some Red Nation in here. The Chiefs are coming to town, and we got to show them we need freaking business. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, Red Nation. Today's show will be the choking of the sea chickens. <laughs> that's right. Seattle came into town. And they were choked out by the Oakland Raiders, pummeled, bruised, and beaten. Gotta love that. We're gonna hit on that for sure. And also, the pregame for the game against our hated and really, really hated now rivals. That's right. (laughs) Those ever so wonderful condiments, mustard yellow, ketchup red, and mayonnaise. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming to Oakland. We got a thing or two or three to say about that. I'm going to hit that on this portion of the show. We'll hit that on the bone line. All on show 289. On Halloween, the Oakland Raiders choked the sea chickens. First you find a chicken, then you chase it all around. You died on a chicken and you pinned it to the ground. Then you grab that chicken and you grab it by his neck. Then you choke that chicken from behind his back. Then you choke the chicken. <laughs> then you choke the chicken. Yeah. Next you pluck the feathers from off the chicken's back. 
Then you gut the chicken, cut off feet and neck. You season it and batter it, toss it in the pan. Raider Nation, it was a absolute gorgeous fall day in Northern California. The sun was up. It was crisp. It was clean. Blue skies were seen everywhere. It was a beautiful day for a football game, and the tailgate, again, was off the hook. Now, I was really expecting a lot more fans to show up after our beating in Denver, but, you know, it's surprising to me how little participation we had during this game. I guess it's the sea chickens that don't bring out the Raider fans, Raider Nation. I guess we don't think it's a a valuable game, or I don't know what it was, but there certainly wasn't the throng of Raider fans that should have been there at that game, and the ones that I expect at the next game, I hope you hear me. But nonetheless, the fans were ready. We were ready. We were ready for some positive action. Everyone in the tailgate was really pumped, looking up to the fact that, that we could make it to a two-game possible winning streak. For us, two is a streak, folks. You got to admit that. But we were all ready. We are excited. We were talking about it. We are thinking, you know, we got a chance. Look at our team. Look at what's happening. Now, I'm going to deviate here for a second. When I look around at these people I see at this tailgate on this beautiful Sunday in October, Halloween, October 31st, I just thought to myself what it'll be like when the Raiders do finally make it to the top, when they're playing for the AFC Championship at home again. And there are throngs and throngs of bandwagon fans hanging out all over with their Raider stuff and their masks and all the stuff that they bring because they're fair-weather fans. And I just looked at these people and I thought, well, you know what? Through the crowd, I will see these folks. But these aren't the only Raider fans. There are Raider fans all over the world who would just die to have an opportunity to be standing in that place, in the Mecca the parking lot where the Raiders play. And there we were, walking up to our seats, beautiful 70-degree day. I mean, it was epic. It was a beautiful day. And here comes the Oakland Raiders. This game was full of just fantastic things. I mean, there was an immaculate reception, a bounce off a guy's fingers, off somebody's back, and then, you know, Bush picks it up and runs it back. There were some great things that happened in this game for a change. For a change. Listen, Raider Nation, you guys know what I'm saying here. For a change. The Raider Nation have changed from bumbling, fumbling fools to a hard-working, gutsy football team that gets the job done. We're going to talk about the offense, man, because, man, that's 500 yards of offense in the last two contests. We're ranked 13th. In the NFL, that's a hell of a way to go, man. Listen to where we've been and listen to where we are right now. We have got to help our team, man. That means getting to the stadium. (laughs) Okay, I move on. 545 yards in this game to a 33-3 victory against the the hated Sea Chickens or the Sea Cocks. Jason Campbell, 15 for 27 for 310 yards, two TDs, passer rating of 120.9. Even though his start of the game was not stellar, it wasn't solid, our whole team was kind of tentative for a while. That's why we were in the red zone so many times and no touchdowns for a while. 
But with Murphy out, Darius Hayward Bay came to life. Darren McFadden had his fourth 100-yard rushing game this season. In freaking sane. Averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Marcel Reese. Reese. That name we've been hearing a lot more of, and I can see why, man. He ran twice for 32 yards. And on a fourth and one, he made it to the end zone, man. The guy plays crazy. A wide receiver turned into a fullback. Go figure. Only the Oakland Raiders. Michael Bush had nine carries for 51 yards. And he made some great plays and made some great blocks. Darius Hayward Bay. Kobe Ford played like a pro. Hayward Bay had his first 100-yard game. <laughs> 69-yard pass. Down the west side for a touchdown, man. It was beautiful. Kobe Ford, two catches for 22, added 10 more yards on a rushing and a round. Zach Miller didn't have a big day, but it was okay. It was okay. Now, all this is attributed to one thing, man, our offensive line. All year, this season, we have been bitching about the offensive line. I have. You have. Khalif Barnes got a six-yard pass. <laughs> they always say number 69 is eligible. Well, he was eligible and open, so Campbell threw him the ball. What a game of games, man. Offensive line. The gain over 500 yards. 500 yards. They only gave up two sacks. I mean, the running game, 239 yards on 39 carries. Average 6.1 yards per carry. Come on. Who is this team? This is our Oakland Raiders, and they're picking up, and they're doing better than expected. I, I can't believe the last time... We had this type of team was back in 2000, 2002, 1999. We had a team like this that just broke out all over everybody. And we didn't get any love then. Remember, Red Nation, we didn't get any love in 2002, brother. Well, we're getting all kinds of love now. We're getting little nuggets of love. Put it that way. Because the mainstream media is still a bunch of assholes and they still, trust me, don't respect the Oakland Raiders. And they won't until we show them that we are the real deal. I don't give a shit about them, but we're going to show them regardless of, of what I think about them. We're just going to show them because that's who we are defensively. It was lights out, man. Our defense, I would have to say, played their perfect game. It was a perfect game with the exception of that one field goal. The Sea Chickens were choked. I mean, that's what I mean when I say choked. The defense choked the life out of them, dominating the line of scrimmage and blowing them off the ball on every play. They had 47 total rushing yards, 47 for the game, entire game. The defensive line accounted for five of the eight sacks that were placed on Hasselback. Richard Seymour, Tommy Kelly combined for three sacks each. Lamar Houston, Matt Shaughnessy each had another sack. 
They just blew these guys off the line. They had their choice of Hasselback's leg, thigh, you pick it up, wing. <laughs> it was a smorgasbord of chicken. It was El Pollo Loco. Cameron Wembley, <laughs> two sacks. Oh, my gosh. Matt Schatz, like I said, Marshawn Lentz got nowhere. Justin Forsett had a little bit, but nowhere. <laughs> Rolando McClain had a fabulous game. Let me tell you, man, you don't hear his name a lot, but you can see him everywhere. He is all over, and they're not going in the middle just because of him. So don't count him out. He was a great draft pick, and he's showing it right now. Trust me, Rolando McClain is the man. Don't mistake anything other than the fact that he is doing his job. If you don't hear his name, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it because he's doing his job. Namdi Asama was targeted three times. Three incomplete passes, thank you very much. So Tyvon Branch, I mean, the – the, the list just goes on to, to something that's bigger than the sum total of the win. I, I don't know if I can get this across to you, but what I see, Raider Nation, is a team. What I see is a team of guys that was thrown together, and somehow the mixture, they were thrown into a pod and the right spices and the right stuff was thrown in there, and these guys are coming out as a team. You can hear it. You can see it in the way they play. You see excitement on the bench that I haven't seen in freaking years. Special teams was special, man. I, I don't think, I think there was a touchback on every doggone kickoff. I mean, we dominated this team and should have had more touchdowns. We should have had a 50-point game here. That's what the disappointment that's in Campbell's voice when he talks about this game, is that we didn't do all the things we could have done to make it an incredible beatdown of the chickens. I think this team is just learning how to win. Uh, I feel like you know we're learning how to come together as a team and uh, be a unit, and it's not always going to be pretty. You know, in the first half we moved the ball, but we weren't able to get touchdowns. And you know, sometimes it'd be that way. But we would like to correct and get more touchdowns in the second half. You know, the defense did an outstanding job of presenting us with a shorter field, and, uh, and I thought that we did a good job of uh, getting the ball in. But my hat goes off to the coaching. Once again, it was refreshing. Once again, it was imaginative. Once again, we dominated, and we, we made the plays work. We ran the ball on the number two defense running team in the NFL. We ran it down there. Like I said, we should our last show. They were touting their run defense to be all that, and it was all nothing but a paper tiger. Kudos to the Oakland Raiders players. That team, and I use that word team, like the Giants, the San Francisco Giants won the World Series with a bunch of guys. No superstars. No big names. That's what I think about this team. I think about this team being a team, playing for each other for the first time, no egos, and fuck Randy Moss. Whoever's thinking about bringing that knucklehead here should just shut up, bite his tongue twice in the same freaking place, and move the hell on. We don't need this loser in Oakland. 
We need a wide receiver. So what? We don't need a ball and chain. We don't need someone to cancerize our, our locker room. We've had him. He didn't play when he didn't want to play. Fuck him. That's the tangent I'm on right now. Randy Moss can suck my ass. The Raiders don't need him because they're a team, and I just love the fact that they're coming together as a team. The coaching staff is coming together. It's a nice little mix we have, folks. Worth well to go and see. Worth every penny. The product is good. It's solid. It's fun to watch. There's excitement. I love this game. It was a great game to see, man. I am so glad I was there to see it. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, Raider Nation, it's time for the Raiders to take down the Kansas City Chiefs up in our house, up in here. Raider Nation, dare I say, this is one of the, if not the most important game we played in the last eight years. Count them, eight. And all of you that have been around for the eight years understand the pain that is involved in getting to this freaking point right here. Now, the Coliseum should be sold out. The game should be seen throughout the Bay Area, which is a nice and refreshing touch. Thank you, Raider Nation, for doing that because I know the ticket agents are working their asses off to get things done. I had to buy extra tickets myself, and I think we're going to make it happen, Raider Nation. Now, you know, this leads me to one thing here. The Kansas City Chiefs, their coach, their fans, their media, and the local uh, media district there are just enamored. With the Raider Nation. They don't get it. They don't understand it. They hate it. Now, Todd Haley himself says he hates it. The team says they hate it. Uh, but the stories of coming to Oakland are just renowned in their press releases, all over their press. The Oakland Raiders parking lot has been stressed a great deal. Have you prepared some of the younger players for what Oakland can be like on the road? You know, the black hole, the scary people in the stands. <laughs> parking lot, too. Don't yeah, the parking lot. Um, yeah, I, I actually have done some of that and will continue to because I do think it's one of the unique places that you go in the NFL. Uh, and uh, some of these young guys the, that haven't been in the league uh, or haven't, uh, Oakland hasn't been one of their teams, you know, or, or they're not a West Coast guy that's maybe been to some games. I think you need to... Uh, lay it out there a little bit that it's a little different, you know, from how you enter the field. And like I said, the parking lot, you'll see some, you'll always see some interesting things, but it's football, you know, in the fields, uh, the the same as everywhere we go. And uh, they got great fans. They're very passionate and, and, uh, it, and it's a fun place to go uh, uh, be part of a football game. They are just having to coach each other up on the Raider Nation. Listen, man. 
That says a lot about you as a fan. That says a lot about you as a fan of a team because they know that our fans are different than every one of those fans, the Lily White Toast fans up in there. (laughs) I hate to say that, man, but it's the Midwest and it's corn country. And, you know, there's a lot of cornholing going on, but I got to tell you, (laughs) hey, man. There is some serious hatred coming our way from Kansas City. Todd, you, you, you mentioned your your past your links as a as a Steelers fan with the Raiders, but you know the, the, around here people used to hold Raider hater parties the night before the Raider game. We had some of those in Pittsburgh too. But well, that's that's my question. What is it about the Raiders that their mystique is? It seems like maybe half the teams in the league think of them as a real bitter rival. They've been good at times. I mean, that's part of it, I guess. But you know, is it the way they carry themselves, the way they play, their attitude? Well, I think that each team has a little different persona. Um, some of that uh, is fed off of the town in which they play, you know, or the city. Um, but uh, you know, and a lot of times the owner of the team and Mr. Davis, you know, who. I've been fortunate enough to meet a couple of times and, uh, uh, you know, I know is a close friend of uh, multiple mentors of mine, uh, a close friend. Um, you know, he's obviously one of the pioneers in this great uh, league, true pioneers, you know, along with our owner. And, uh, um, you know, he's always had a had a little mystique to him. And uh, and I think that that's carried over to his team for all these years and and there you know you hear the words the raider mystique or you know you you feel it you see it um you know but it started way back you know and and i think it started with mr davis and and was carried on through the years through their coaches you know uh, like uh, coach madden and some of their players and uh stabler and billy casper and the mad stork and you know there's there's lester hayes you know there's countless Raiders that uh, when I think of football growing up, you know, I was, you know, those were, that was the guys, you know, the Raiders and the Cowboys. And, you know, it's just the way it was back, you know, about the time that I was kind of finding my way, th- you know, through things. Coach, do you Dave Casper. Dave Casper. What did I say? Billy Casper? <laughs> See, there you go. The golf uh, reference got me. You guys brought it up and now I did it. Uh, Dave Casper, one of the great tight ends, holy roller. Uh, yeah, Dave Kester, thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. Now I'm embarrassed. Those fans just freaking hate us, and I love it. I love to be hated, and that's the way the nation rolls, and that's why when their bus rolls into our Coliseum, they get all the one-finger salutes, they get all the bare asses, and every other comment that you could possibly get is headed in their direction. I freaking love it. The fact that this nation comes together and represents is just off the frickin' hook. I gotta say this, kudos to the Raider Nation for making this one of the most hostile stadiums in the NFL. I just frickin' love it! Look, man, the Kansas City Chiefs come into Oakland, a 5-2 and two team riding high off their last victory against the lowly 0-7 Bills by overtime field goal, which they missed the first time. Just barely got out of there. And they're coming to the revived, most improved 4-4 and Oakland Raiders in our house to play the epic game of this year for these two teams. 
Look, man, it's going to be a bloodbath in our stadium. It's going to be a game to remember for a long, long time, and it's going to go down to the wire because there's a lot of hatred, anger, and disrespect going on down here. Now, you understand this. The Kansas City Chiefs haven't been that big of a deal lately. They used to be an incredible, those of us who know, an incredible rival. There have been game after game after game uh, that decided who's going to move on. And uh, it's a big-time rivalry. There's a lot of hatred going on. I mean, I can go on this forever, but let's just check out the team. Their team is very much like ours, very much like the Oakland Raiders. They've got a tandem set of running backs that are incredible. I mean, uh, they've been hitting on all cylinders. This last game, this last game, uh, when they played the Bills, was probably their worst contest. Really. They have Dwayne Bowe and Chris Chambers at wide receiver that are pretty damn good. And uh, I'll tell you right now, their quarterback's no joke either. Matt Castle's been doing very, very well. 119 passes with no interceptions so far. The good thing that we have to look at is their away games have been weak. This offense can be lethargic and it can be stumbled by our defense. But, hey, man, they got some great players here. Tim Castle, which is their fullback, I expect he gets some extra work in because they're, they're not going to be keen on him as much as Thomas Jones and Jamar Charles, which are two of the biggest running backs in the NFL. They have the best running tandem in the NFL, and we have number two. Is this the best running team that you guys have faced? Uh, without a doubt. And like I said, I think this is, uh, this is the, looks like the best running team in the NFL to me. They're like average 190 yards, uh, and we're averaging 168 yards. I don't know exactly what that means, but that's what it says in the stats. It just means we're number two, and they're number one for now. Dexter McCluster's no joke either. We got to watch out for him on the receiver. Brian Waters is a great uh, left guard. They've got a they've got uh, a good tackle. They've got a pretty good offensive line. Now, let's think about this for a second. Last year, there hasn't been that much change between these two teams. The difference here this year for the Chiefs is they've got Romeo Cornell and Charlie Weiss coaching the team. That's what I mean about coaching. Coaching makes a huge freaking difference. Honest. And their team is a prime example of what happens when you put good coaches on a bad team. Their 4-12 team last year already is blowing themselves away. I mean, this is a team that came from the ashes, literally, and gotten two professors of football and have taken them to the next level. Their offense is very much like our offense and their defense. Tyson Jackson's no joke, man. Sean Smith isn't either. One of my favorite kickers, Ryan Suckup. <laughs> you got to love that name. The guy missed a kick from 32, and he went ahead and got a kick from 35. Sounds familiar to us. However, we have a much better kicker all the, all the way around and a better history of making the kicks other than Ryan Suckup. <laughs> They have a good up front, up front four that puts pressure on you. And let's not forget, they have Mike Vrabel yeah, in the house. And he's no slouch either. 
And uh, Eric Berry has gotten two interceptions in the last two games. So, uh, Brandon Carr, uh, no, no joke. Flowers is no joke. They, they have a good secondary, and uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be one hell of a tough game for the Oakland Raiders. It's going to be a tough game for us because it's really coaching against co coaching, you know. We're dealing with a coaching versus coaching situation. And I hope our coaches are up to making it happen. I think they are. I think they've proved it. And I think the players will make up for anything that they do wrong. I love our team. And here's the problem I see with this game. The only negative, and it is bothering me. It's, it's bothering me a lot. I'm gonna, and I'm going to have to share it with you. Namdi Asamoah ain't going to play, man. His ankle's jacked up. Now, I'm not so, you know, upset about John Henderson. But Zach Miller's got a bad foot, and he's going to play. But Lewis Murphy ain't going to play, and neither is Chaz Shillings. We have a lot of people that are not feeling pretty very good. You know, Bruce Gradkowski, of course, his shoulder. And Darius Hayward Bay has a shoulder problem. Satelli's had a knee problem, but he is playing. We got a lot of injuries. I don't see that many injuries on the Chiefs side, and that could be a big problem for us. Continued our preparation for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, obviously, AFC West opponent uh, playing good football. Uh, Real good football, actually. Some of the best football in the league, it appears, as you get through the tape, especially these last few weeks. Um, they're a uh, multi-dimensional team in a number of different areas, starting with offense. Uh, have as good as running game in the league. Uh, running behind is one of the top offensive lines in the league, I believe. Um, they've got a very skillful uh, set of receivers that all possess a common trait of speed. They've got one of the best tight ends in the league, I believe, in Miller. Um, either quarterback that plays uh, presents a different set of challenges. They're highly competitive players. Um, uh, you know, I think that uh, Gradkowski, when he's in there, there's a definite, a different tempo that you feel. Um, you know, just a little quicker athlete that uh, maybe goes through his progressions a little differently. Uh, and... Uh, you know, without getting into it too far, but uh, you feel a tempo change. And, and when Jason's in there, who we've played against, you know, in a couple of places I've been also, um, you know, uh, it's a different tempo, but he's a big, strong, deep dropper, gets back, you know, uh, goes through his progressions. And, uh, and, but they both appear to make all the throws. It's just a little different tempo, I guess, is the best way I could describe, of, uh, describe the difference. Um, but uh, that being said, I think uh, Jason Campbell here the last couple of weeks is playing at a very high level, understands uh, who, is, who, who are the guys that are making plays for them, uh, and the ball, he gets it there in a uh, strong, uh, firm fashion with great touch on deep balls. Defensively, they're active, big physical group um, with a mix of young and uh, older veteran guys that play hard, that play most notably physically, are physical. Um, they are, uh, I think, traditionally seen as one of the top man teams in the league. That continues, although they are, you know, you do see some change a little bit schematically in, in some of the things they're doing now as you watch tape this year. Um, and then special teams, they got two of the best kickers in the league, in my opinion, that are true game changers uh, in a number of different ways. 
uh, you know, Janikowski as a kickoff guy and as a field goal uh, kicker and uh, Leckler, uh, one of the great punters I've ever seen, you know, as far as changing field position. This is the time this team needs to raise up, needs to rise to the occasion and guys who don't normally play have to play like superstars. This is where the gut check happens. This is where the team decides whether they want to really play or not. This game is pivotal. It is huge. And no matter what anyone else in sports media says, and I really don't give a rat's ass, this is our biggest contest in frickin' years. This will prove not only to you and me as fans, but to the team, more importantly, whether they're worth a crap. Because I'll tell you right now, if we lose this game, we come out of the bye playing Pittsburgh, Ravens. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. we got to play Chargers at home. I mean, this is going to be the game that sends us into a period where we can rest our players. You're having a bye week at the perfect freaking time. If we beat Kansas City, I'll say when we beat Kansas City, we'll be able to go into the bye week, rest some of these players, perhaps get Chaz back, for sure get Murphy back. You know, everybody will have to be able to soothe their bruises and bumps so that we can go into the second half of our season now with some real steam and some healthy players. But none of this makes a freaking bit of difference, man, if we can't win this contest. This contest is the one. And I'll tell you why it's very special, too. We got the Crusader Raider up in the house. Big Crusader Raider, big Raider Dave coming from England, man. Come on. Raider Wildside coming up from Australia. You know, the convicts of the UK. Ooh, man, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> It's a great rivalry, man. It's a great thing. We got a couple guys coming from Japan. We got Raider Steve up in the house. Colorado Chris. Got Raider Jaime coming, man. This game is going to be epic. And for the Raider Nation podcast crew, Randy, Greg, and all those, Raider Mike, Juan, everybody who makes it to the Mecca on Sunday, it will be a fantastic event. I just can't freaking wait. The Kansas City Chiefs got to go down the condiments, the ketchup bread, the mustard yellow, and the mayonnaise must hit the bun. And I'm telling you right now, we as a fan base better make it fucking happen. And I mean right fucking now. We need to make that place roar. And I'm sure we will. The Raider Nation has never not shown up for any kind of playoff, any kind of important contest. We're in the house, man. We are always in the house. Beautiful thing. I know we can beat the Chiefs. It's just, you know, it's just one of those games, man, where we know you got to know you got a chance, man. You got to know you got a chance to not only beat them but embarrass them. It's a nice feeling being a fan with some positive mojo going down. I'm just freaking loving it. And you should too. We're going to beat these Chiefs. Whoa, whoa, oh, in their ass. And that is all I have to say about that.
All right, Raider Nation, let me remind you that we have a great little uh, website. You got to check it out www.raidernationpodcast.com. Randy goes to great lengths to make that place the place to be if you're a Raider fan. Anything or anything possibly you want to know about the Raiders is there. Our videos are there. Our forum is there. A chat room is there. Everything is there. So get your ass up in there and check it out. It's a great thing. It's time for the bone line. bone. 1-800-630-7181. 1-800-630-7181. You know, man, I love the Raider Nation. Win, lose, or tie, man. We are on it. The fans know what they're talking about. The passion, the love, the desire, man. It is all right here in the house. And let's see who we got first. This man I haven't talked to in some time, and we've been waiting for him to come back for an encore, man. I love this guy. He is a brother from another mother. That would be C-Money up in the house. Yo, baby, what's up? It's your boy C-Money. Yo, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, my brothers from another mother. What's happening, people? I've been gone for a minute, just chilling, enjoying my life, doing what I do best, making money. But, man, I miss you, brothers, man. I miss the podcast, the Bad to the Bone segment. Greatest show on the planet, man. You guys are doing it big, man. You're lacing it, man. I love it. I love it. But what's going on, Raider Nation? It's been a fucking minute since I called the bone line, baby. And your boy C-Money is pretty feeling good right now. Feeling pretty good. I might have said that backwards, but I'm feeling fucking pretty good, baby. We're 4-4. Four and four. We're 500. I can't believe it. We won more games this time of the year than we did in the last two fucking seasons. I can't believe it. But, hey, what are you going to do? First segment I'd like to touch on is the quarterback situation. You know me. Love the Polish prick. I think the fucking dude is all that. I think he's got balls beyond balls. And I love him. Love the Polish fucking prick. But I have a problem with fucking Tom Cable and his decision making. Fucking, we get this guy in the offseason, Jason Campbell. We got him as a starting quarterback. He goes into training camp as the starting fucking QB, bro. We, we get him. He's on the team. He's doing great. Preseason starting, regular season against the Rams in the first half. He starts, he's not comfortable with the system. He's only played two fucking games with us. He doesn't know the system that well. He only played, a, he played in the preseason, but you're not going to learn the system in the preseason. He plays two fucking games. And what does Tom Cable do? This prick fucking pulls this dude out in the fucking second half and puts in fucking the Polish prick. Now, don't get me wrong. I love this dude. I think he's got hot beyond hot and balls beyond balls. But... There's no way this guy can hold a candle to fucking Jason Campbell. There's, it's, it's not even fucking close. Jason Campbell is a proven fucking starter in this league. If you had put them two quarterbacks on any fucking team in this league, there's no way any coach in the fucking NFL would start fucking Gradkowski over Campbell. That is fucking insane. Campbell's doing a great fucking job for us. And then in the fucking press conference, this fucking fat fucking prick wants to fucking talk about when Gradkowski gets healthy, he's our starting quarterback. Is this dude fucking nuts? 
Is he fucking insane, Raider Greg? We got a fucking quarterback on any given fucking team in the NFL. He would start on any fucking team with the exception of New England, Indianapolis, Atlanta, the good teams that are fucking really excellent with any with any other fucking exception. He'd be a fucking starting quarterback on and, and Pittsburgh, of course, because of Ben. But with all those exceptions, bro, he would fucking start on any other fucking team, not Gradkowski. If it was between them two motherfuckers on any other team with the teams I listed just now, they would start Campbell. They wouldn't start fucking Gradkowski. Love the dude. I think he's nice. But we need to stick with fucking Jason Campbell. He's the fucking man for the job. He needs time to learn the fucking system. He's only fucking been on the team for fucking what? Two fucking months, three months. He's supposed to learn the fucking system in two fucking games. You gotta give the guy time. You gotta get him time to learn the system, learn the players, learn the fucking routines. We don't even have our fucking starting wide receiver, Chaz Shillings. He's still fucking out, and Campbell's still getting the fucking job done. When when Shillings comes back, he'll have even better weapons to throw to. So I don't understand this dude's concept about fucking when this dude gets healthy, he's going to throw fucking, he's going to throw him back in the starting lineup. Bad fucking move. Bad fucking move, and I don't care what any of the fucking Raider Nation says, it's a bad fucking move. We should be able to fucking compete with the fucking AFC West this year and, and maybe even win the division. But if they fucking start playing musical chairs with the quarterbacks, it's going to fuck up everything. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm telling the Raider Nation, you're hearing it first, they fucking start fucking with the quarterback rotation, we are fucked. We are fucked because the team's not going to know who the fuck their leader is. We're not going to know what fucking direction we're going in. Right now, Jason Campbell's the fucking man. He's getting it done. We're blowing up. We're killing fucking teams. The Raider Nation is fucking going crazy, and it's Halloween every Sunday in the motherfucking black hole. You know how it goes down. Last last Halloween was nice, but it's always like that every Sunday. It's Halloween in that motherfucker every Sunday. So we, 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 we don't know how to do anything but fucking make it Halloween. So that's what's up. And uh, Raider Nation, black and silver for life, you motherfuckers better recognize. When C-Money speaks, you better fucking listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. So let's get this shit rolling. And Raiders, we're going to get it done this year if we fucking stick with the scheme. If we fuck with the scheme, it's going to be the same fucking song and dancing. You know how that fucking goes. So let's get this shit rolling. All right, C-Money, I'm out, man. Peace, Raider Nation. Whoa, brother. My brother from another mother. I love the take. You're right. I mean, Campbell is playing a great game. I'd hate to pull anything out. You know, you don't want to change. If it's working, if the cake is going on good, you don't want to change the mixture of the cake. You got to keep the cake mixture there. I know Greg Kowski is our man. I don't think he's healthy. I don't think he's healthy, and I don't think it's time for him to come out right now. Maybe after the bye week. This game, I'm telling you, we got to stick with Campbell. You know, we got to stick with Campbell. Let him do his thing. Um... Let's see what happens, man. He's been playing stellar for two games. You know, perhaps you don't want to mess with what works, and I understand that. Thanks for the call, man. It's always good to hear you. You are the man. We have the ATL Raider. What's up? It's ATL Raider. Hey, Greg, man. Just listened to this, uh, last week's podcast. That was great, man. That was inspiring. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, and uh, the Dunkahoes uh, were one of the most hated teams of it, right up there, top one, two, or three. And, uh, you know, just listen to that last game. I'd never heard the, any of the play-by from uh, 
Papa and Flores until, you know, on your podcast here. But, you know, I'm really happy for those guys because he had to call so many shitty games. And you can just hear it in their voice, man. They're just elated and laughing back there, man. They just must have had a blast. And uh, uh, so I'm real happy for those guys having to be able to witness and actually call that game. Uh, you know, that was awesome. That was that was, that was was a top of the Raiders freaking lifetime achievement award, man. That was awesome. Just looking forward to beating down the freaking Sea Chickens, man. Good old-time rival coming up here, getting ready for this weekend. And uh, just really excited, man, about this. And uh, I think they're going to – I think they're going to do it, man. They're going to beat that ass just like the old time and – and get ready for freaking. I hope you guys sell out, man, out there in Oakland. I'd hate to miss that that KC game, but I don't live there, so if I'm not at the game, I don't gotta worry about it because I'm gonna be watching it. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, just also, last thing I want to say is that um, um, uh, yeah, the, just I'm just absolutely sick. I can't even turn on ESPN or NFL Network. It's just how do you suck a one in five's ass, a one in five team's ass like they do the Cowboys? Are you giving me a freaking break, man? It's day and night. Every time you turn it, uh, cowboy this, cowboy that, or Brett Favre. It's just ridiculous. They're a bunch of dicks, all of them, man. They're just a bunch of punks. And uh, that's exactly right, man. We don't, they'll never give the Raiders any love, and that's just fine with me because they can just basically uh, have nothing to say. They're going to choke on their words and make up excuses why we're this and why we're that. But, uh, it's uh, it's po- everything's possible, man. So these next two games will know a lot, and I'd love to see these biatches freaking have to choke on their words for the rest of the season as the Raiders roll to the playoffs. And you know if we can get that top spot, because uh, San Diego they're gonna go down this weekend too. There's a really good chance of that. So freaking a few more games, man. They got a tough schedule ahead of them, so we're gonna be separating us- ourselves from the pack right there. So uh, sorry to ramble on, man, but I'm just really jacked about this week. So. Go Raiders. Thank you for the props, my brother. And as far as uh, mainstream media, well, you know what? They always love the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers and the Steelers and the Patriots and all those other teams that aren't the Oakland Raiders. They love to hate us, brother. I love it. I love the hate. Bring it on. This is a special call from Raider JP from Cyprus. It can... Hardly make it out, but you can hear what they're saying. I think it's a cell phone. Check it out. Yeah! What's up, Raider Randy? Raider Greg? This is Raider J.K. from Cypress. I'm kicking it with my friend in Seattle. See, Cox, love it. In Long Beach, California, we're at Cervelo Sportsbar. And the Seahawks are moving like a motherfucker. Anyways, peace out, Raider Nation. Here's Eric, the Seacock, love Whatever, man. All I got to say is, fuck Raider JP from Cyprus, and fuck you, Raider Greg, too. (laughs) Nothing better than to see a beatdown with a friend of the other team, that is. (laughs) Hey, Eric, suck a chode, partner, just like your team, and choke on it, brother. Next, we have Raider Mac. From across the pond. I'm talking about London, England, man. He was there at the game when <laughs> the Bronco hose went down again. Hard. Check it. Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Mac. Calling from London, England. Just been to see the whiners. Stick it to the Bronco hose. Met up with uh, Big 
Raider Dave and uh, Keith, the Raider Crusader. And it's been a good day. And then not only did we put together our first back-to-back wins in as long as I can remember, but they were big wins. So <laughs> I am well chuffed. Go Raiders. That's right, man. Raider Keith, Raider Dave, the Crusader Raider in the house. Uh, what a great day that must have been for you guys. I love the pictures. Check out our site, www.raidernationpodcast.com. Get on the forum. Check out the pictures that they have of Bronco fans holding up a little thing that Randy made of a Bronco and the Raiders insignia there with a 59-14 on it. It's great. They're holding it up, and they're taking a picture with these guys. It's freaking priceless. Check it out, man. Great call. Thanks, brother. Next, my good friend, the Virginia Raider. What up, Raider Nation? What is up, baby? Two straight wins. Beat the shit out of the donkeys. Come back. Beat the shit out of the sea chickens. Over 500 yards of offense in both games. They're finally clicking, baby. They're finally clicking. They're clicking, man. We're back. We're back. God damn, man. I said it last week. We go out there and we beat Denver 59 to 13 or whatever the fuck it was. Um... We exercised some real demons last week. We really did. Uh, we, we went out there and we left it all on the field, and we absolutely crushed Denver. And um, I mean, it's just—it's amazing. It really is. It's amazing. Uh, it's, we we can't lose focus though. We we we've got a little bit of consistency going now. Um, I don't expect us to go out there and, and drill off nine straight um, or eight straight. Uh, that's, we've got eight games left. I don't expect us to go out there and win all eight, but I do expect us to go out there and be competitive every week and be there in the fourth quarter to win. Um, we've got Kansas City next week, which is the biggest game of the season so far. Okay, we said we beat them. All right, five and four going into the bye week. We come off the bye week at Pittsburgh. We're playing the best football in all of the NFL as of now. So that's the biggest game left um, besides your division games at San Diego, uh, Denver at home, and at Kansas City. So those are four huge games. Then you've got Indianapolis. That's going to be a hard game in its own right, if for no other reason than we're playing Peyton Manning. Um, uh, you, you, you add that... That Namdi Asamoah has got a high angle sprain. I, he should be back by then. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. We're going to need him um, more than ever. But high angle sprains are, are horrible, horrible on defensive backs. Um, so we'll have to just see how severe that is. You you add the hand that he had uh, in the middle of the game today. Um, I just, he's he's got two injuries and and that's not good. So. Uh, we need Namdi. He's he's our best player. Um, so we'll have to wait and see see about that. But five games um, after the bye week that are huge, uh, and then you throw in Miami, 
even though it's at home. They haven't won a game at home this year, but sure, surely they'll get it turned around. Uh, by then, they're 4-3. And, um, and Jacksonville, Jacksonville's down, but you just like you saw today, they beat the shit out of Dallas. Um, and everybody's saying Dallas is the most talented team in football. Well, I don't know, 1-16 uh, in the history of football is the most talented team in anything, but they say individually they're the most talented team in football, and Jacksonville beat the shit out of them today. So you can't sleep on any of the game, on any of the teams we have left. Um, and then go in the four division games we've got left, including two with Kansas City, who's leading the division at 5-2. and two. We've got a tough schedule, but we can do it. Um, we only need five or six more games. Only five or six more games, and we're in the playoffs. So, uh, I mean, it's amazing. It's a far cry from what I saw on the field at Tennessee uh, with Juan and Greg and Randy and the boys. Um, it's a far cry from what I saw in Tennessee, and and I'm extremely excited, you know, uh, sitting there. And last week was was an, an emotional win, um, but to do it two straight weeks uh, with the conviction that we've done it in, um, the style we've done it in, it's it's pretty emotional, and um, <laughs> I just can't wait till next week. Um, I know we can do it. I hope we do it. And and we're heading back to where we're supposed to be. So everybody celebrate, but uh, but but just know that we've got a tough tough game coming up next week, and and we got to focus. Uh, so let's enjoy this W, baby, and uh, look forward to next Sunday with Kansas City at home in the Mecca. We'll take the condiments and beat the shit out of them, baby. That's all I got. Peace. Always a great take from the Virginia Raider. He's got the figures and the facts in line. And yes, we must beat the Chiefs. There's no doubt. Next, we have Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida. What's happening, man? You got the wisdom? Let's hear it. Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. Well, we finally did it two in a row. Two victories in a row and two Blowouts in a row. We kicked the Seacocks' ass. They should have never even scored, really, Then you know, that field goal. We should have probably beat them same, almost put 50 points on them, really. We blew some opportunities in the red zone. But uh, I got to be happy with the performance with uh, our young receivers stepped up. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay, I got to give it to him. He was basically – he played like a number one receiver today. I mean, uh, he had that one – well, I guess it wasn't even really a drop. I mean, it was good coverage on there, but he played well. Um, I was kind of worried about that going into this game because I said, wow, we got Jacoby Ford and Darius Hayward Bay, two speed demons, but I didn't know if they, you know, as far as their catching ability. But they uh, they did their job, both of them, and I'm happy with that. I guess the only concern I have now is the injury to Nampi. Hopefully it's nothing. It didn't look like his knee, so which is good. A bad twist of the ankle, or you know, something they can come back from. Because these young corners got to step up. But I was happy way Stanford Rout actually played a good game too. I mean, he met the challenge. They kept throwing on him, which he knew that they were going to do, and he stayed with it. You know, uh, he got that pass interference call. If he would have just turned around a little bit sooner, he wouldn't have got that. But other than that, he had great coverage. The team played well again. 
you know, let's just keep it going, Raiders. Got Kansas City next week. I wish I was out there with you guys. We need to sell that stadium out next week. This is like going back to the old school days with Kansas City and Oakland rivalry. Going back to old school now, so we got to do our part, just like Tom Cable says. Got to be the 12th man, so keep shocking the wall. I want us to stay under the radar like we're doing now. Nobody giving us props. And then all of a sudden, people are going to look at the stands like, oh, shit, the Raiders are in first place. They may win the division. They may make the playoffs. Let's get another victory. Help our, help our team out. Peace. Well, you said a lot, but the thing I want to key on here is uh, we got to put asses in the fucking stands, man. We got to get the Raider Nation out there. You guys know how important that is. I've heard it from more than one of you guys. The fans make a difference. 12th man is huge, and this game is huge. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania. What's happening, man? Raider Nation, Raider Gray, this is Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just got back to watching the game, and I tell you what, I don't think the Raiders lost a beat from the ass whooping we put on the Bronco hose against these Seahawks. Man, did we look unbelievable. Our offense looked good. Our defense looked good. Hell, Hayward Bay looked good. When's the last time I said that? Uh, and something else that's just, that just makes me smile, seeing Robert Gallery healthy. Because when I knew when we drafted this guy, yes, I know he's injury prone, but I knew once we drafted him that we'd have some good protection on his side. And, man, I tell you what, he looked unbelievable today. He was ready to go. And it's, just, it's good to see this team just clicking on all cylinders. It's a good feeling. Uh, I see that we may lose uh, Asamoah for a couple weeks or saying, which is a terrible blow to us. Uh, we got Kansas City coming up. And once we put an ass whooping on them, we're a step closer to winning this division. I tell you, there's no reason why we can't. Only thing that's stopping us is ourselves. We keep playing the way we do. We got this in the bag. So let's stay healthy, stay confident, and let's go, Raiders. I'm out. Yeah, I have to say the whole offensive line, including Gallery, played a great game. Uh, we had a good game. We just got to look forward to the next contest, man. We got to love the W and just keep wanting some more, man. Thanks for the call. Next, we have... Lord Raider. Lord Raider here. The Empire is back. I extend my condolences to the Raiders, Cable, and the coaching staff for such a great victory on Halloween. I felt like I was watching one of my old favorite teams. What did I see today? Dominance on the line of scrimmage. Swarming to the ball. Attacking the quarterback. Great D against the run. Tight coverage on the pass. Outstanding running and second effort. Good hands on the ball. And most of all, class. Thank you, my radars for bringing class back to my team. You dominated every aspect of the game today, and you never gave up or let down, or took a break. You were professional and polished. It looked like a winning team. It is once again a team of class. 
It was a joy to watch. Lord Raider out. It's always uh, nice to hear from the Dark Lord Raider. Um, he comes in and lays it down, and that's exactly what's happening. And uh, he better give uh, some superpowers to the Raiders next week because we're going to need it against the Chiefs. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, my good brother, always, Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jaime calling at Bakersfield. How about them Raiders? Oh! That's what I'm talking about, Raider Greg. This is it, baby. We're down in November 7th. And we'll be there in case in, in Oakland at the Mecca. Me and my family, there's going to be about 11, 12 of us. My son Marcus, we're all going to be there. I can't wait to see you, Raider Greg and uh, Raider Randy. I just can't wait to see you guys, man. I'm fucking stoked, man. I knew these guys could fucking do it, man. I'm telling you, man. Oh, I'm all Raider Nation. My man, he's coming up. He's coming to the Coliseum for the big game, man. This is one of the guys bringing his family. That's what I'm talking about, man. Nation, get up in here. Get up in the house. It's a great time. Can't wait to meet you, brother. Email me on the RaiderNationPodcast.com, and uh, we'll hook up in the parking lot and party down like the Raider Nation does. Very good, brother. Next, we have a take from my good friend, the Pheromone Raider, and I just want you to hear him talking about being a Raider fan. And, and tell me what you think. Do you think you're feeling like this guy? Listen to him. Pheromone Raider here, driving home from my father's house where I watch the Raider games. And it's snowing and it sucks, and I was pulling for the Bills, man, but, you know, the Chiefs won. So then I come to a crossroads here, right? And I have one sign saying, turn the corner, and the other saying, same old shit. And you know what? I turned the corner, just like the Raiders did today. It feels good. I don't even care if you put me on the show. I really don't. But I just want to say, tonight I'm proud to be a Raider fan. And, you know, we haven't, honestly, as a, as a Raider fan, as a Raider Nation, we have not been able to say that many times in the last, fuck, like eight years. But this is different now. It feels different. I feel like I feel like we're going to beat the shit out of the Chiefs next week. We're going to take this division. And I don't feel good, man. Like, I wear a, a little Raider shield on my car when I drive and shit. And, like, you know, it's been embarrassing in the past, but I keep it on there. And, you know, and I, I just want to make it bigger. I think I just want to throw a fucking bigger sticker on there. I want to even, like, fucking fat hat the side of my car or some shit. I'm proud, man. I, it feels good. I'm ready for next week. By week, we can get healthy. I really, I don't even think it'll be close. I think we're going to fucking beat the piss out of the Chiefs. I really do. And, you know, it's fucking long overdue, and everybody who's a Raider fan tonight should be really happy because we beat the shit out of Seattle. Their number two rush defense, my ass. It was a matter of time before McFadden fucking ran all over them, and I knew it. We have a great attack with Bush and McFadden. I mean, Christ, we have our number one and two receivers out of the game, and we still dominate them. We have a fullback who who is a receiver in high school or college or whatever, who can just catch and run. Like, we have weapons all over the field. Like, people want to make fun of L. Davis and say that the game's passed him by. Dude knows what he's doing. Like, we draft athletes. As we, I guess we just need enough of them, right? 
We just need, like, a fucking full roster. Maybe now we finally have that, and it's starting to show. Like, when we play at our best, we'll beat anybody in this fucking league. I mean, you know, I'm not saying we're going to go to the Super Bowl this year or anything, but this is progress, and, you know, we get another draft behind us, and who knows? We're headed in the right direction, and I feel like this call is getting long now, but I don't know. Fucking, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I got to call some of my Raider buddies and fucking talk some shit because it's few and far between I get to do this, so I take full advantage. So, go Raiders. You are damn straight. You know what? The funny thing is I've had huge obnoxious, my wife calls them, Raider stickers on all my cars, including hers. I have two huge ones on the side of my truck and a massive Raider Nation podcast skull on the back of my uh, camper window. It's huge. You know what? It doesn't mean anything, really. I'm just saying... It's nice when you have that stuff, when people come to you as a fan and say, hey, man, your team's kicking some ass. And you could say, yeah, you bet your ass we are. And especially when you can walk up to another fan like a Bronco Ho fan and just go 59 to 14. And they got to shut their pie hole. That's the kind of shit that makes it happen. When things turn around like this has a couple weeks, hey, man, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it, and you should too. Pheromone Raider, right on, my brother. Next, we have the Oracle of Orlando, Raider Jeff, and he's got a word for you, partner. Check it out. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida, and I've got a good take for you. I got a new word, and that new word is believe. And I think we've got a team that is playing together now that we can start to believe in. And I have a story that I want to tell. September 10th, 1978. I'm a 12-year-old boy in New York, and I'm an Oakland Raider fan. And at that time, they did not have all of this direct TV NFL package where I could watch those games in New York. So I was subject to seeing highlights and scores at the bottom of the screen for Jet and Giant games. And I saw that the Raiders were losing to the San Diego Chargers late in the game. And I promise you, this is a God's honest, true story. I got down on my knees and prayed in the bathroom. I said, Lord, if the Raiders could win this game, I promise I'll stop spitting because I used to spit a lot for no reason. And uh, needless to say, I got chills, and I was definitely scared when I saw how they won because as everybody out there knows, that was the day that the Holy Roller occurred. And my point in bringing up that story, and I've never told it before except to my children, and my wife, that uh, when you believe, things can happen, and uh, great things can happen. And uh, right now, I believe the players believe in one another, and I believe the players believe in the coaching staff. And I believe that teams are out there starting to get a little bit of fear because the silver and black appear to be back. And I believe that if we can win this game against KC, this is an extremely important game. This is probably the biggest game since we went to the Super Bowl. 
I believe that if we can take that game, we're going to take control of that division. Got to win this game coming up on Sunday because KC has an easy schedule if you take a look at it. We, we don't get to play Buffalo, even though they struggle with Buffalo, which is a good sign for us. But we don't get to play Buffalo. We got to play Pittsburgh. We got to play uh, the Ravens. We got we got a tough road to hoe ahead. We got to play Indianapolis, and Indianapolis is not running away with the division this year, so they ain't going to be giving games away at the end of the year. So we got to keep this thing rolling, and I believe that we can if the nation gets behind and fills that stadium up on Sunday, so that that 12th man can encourage our team. And so do whatever you got to do, Ray, to Greg, to get him out there and go Raiders. Oh, and by the way, Randy, I love, I love you coming out of the closet last, last uh, session. It was beautiful. Take care. Go Raider Nation. It has been a long time since we all have really believed that this team could go someplace. And that's a fact, brother. Thanks for the call. Next, we have the Pennsylvania Raider. Raider Nation, what's happening? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Just commenting on the uh, Seattle game. Unbelievable game. The Oakland Raiders and the Raider Nation are back. And for the first time in a long time, I'm feeling very confident about this upcoming game about the Chiefs. In the last two weeks, Nation, we have scored 95 points. 95 points in two weeks. If you had said that we would have scored 95 points in two weeks after week one, after that debacle against the Titans, I would have said you're crazy. would have said you're out of your mind. The AFC West is ours to lose. I don't care what anybody says. AFC West is ours to lose. And if we beat the Chiefs, no, 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 I'm sorry. When we beat the Chiefs this week, we will be 3-0 and in the division, and that division will be rightfully ours. It will be ours for the taking. It will be ours to lose. In seven days, nation, the AFC West will be ours. It will be ours to lose. We're playing great football. We've got to keep it up. Pennsylvania Raider, out. That's confidence. You're hearing it. You're feeling it. The whole Raider Nation knows it, and people who hate us hate it. <laughs> Next, we have Raider D from the IE, and that would be the Inland Empire, for those who don't understand that. Raider Greg, this is Raider D. Calling from the IE. And, man, I got just a couple things I want to run through. We, we, we put the smack down on them little birds yesterday, and I'm stoked. Uh, that was probably a more complete ass whooping than, than the big 59-point uh, win. i tell you why, because we got them sorry-ass receivers involved. We uh, ran the ball up their ass, and then we get the Raiders' immaculate reception. Man, can you believe that? These boys are hot. I just want to see them keep on rolling, keep on rolling. And when they get scored upon, they get pissed off, and they put a foot deeper in somebody's ass. Raiders, Kansas City's coming up next. We need to beat the shit out of these little biatches. The Raiders out. 
Peace. We do have to beat these little biatches. <laughs> the Chiefs must go down, and they must go down hard. 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 I don't care really what we win by as long as we do win, even if it's one point. But I would sure enjoy, and so would the rest of the nation. They fucking deserve the Raiders to beat the Chiefs into the dirt. I mean, I was there with my wife in 2002 when we beat him 27 to 0. 24 to 0. You were close, Mr. Stat. It was beautiful. It was great. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I want to see them go down hard. It'd be a great statement for the Oakland Raiders, the organization, for the fans. I mean, look how long it's been since we could stand proud and 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 show our raiderness with shirts or hats or whatever. Not that you should do it anyway, because I do it every day. People sick of seeing me in the silver and black. But hey, man, it's a great time to be a fan. It would be a best time if we started to make a roll of it, and you know what I mean by that. Well, we'll see what happens. The Chiefs are up next. We're going to be in the house screaming like a mofo. If you can, get your ass there. It will be a great game. And the best thing about it are the fans in the parking lot. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>